0: And for our next piece, we meet Derek Amato, who decided to take a little trip back to his hometown. Snap judgment. In 2006, I went to visit my mother in the Midwest right before my 40th birthday, and I got together with a couple high school friends for a barbecue, and and we were at the swimming pool in the apartment complex. You know, one thing led to another. It became doing backflips off the side of the swimming pool into the water. And I went running along the side of the pool, and I dove in towards the shallow end. Well, matter of fact, the very shallow end. And I remember striking the bottom with the upper left part of my head. It was just this enormous... Bang. It was as if someone just stuck two you know, sticks of dynamite in my ears, and my, my head exploded. I remember coming out of the water and reaching immediately for my ears because I thought my ears were bleeding. I, I couldn't hear anything, so I, I absolutely had no, no understanding of what was going on. And I guess I made it towards the edge of the pool, and when I got to the edge of the pool, I collapsed and they pulled me out onto the, um, to the concrete, and I went unconscious. I don't, I don't remember anything after hitting my head, but they took me to the emergency room, and I was diagnosed with a major concussion with no bleeding. They sent me home to my mom's house, and I slept for about four days. I remember waking up on the fifth morning. My neck was sore. My head was pretty swelled up in that upper area. My eyes were blackened. And I knew my hearing wasn't right. And I I didn't know at that time that I had lost almost half of the hearing from the impact on my left side. Everything was dampened. But I felt reasonably okay, just a little beat up. That evening, I went over to my best friend Rick's house and I went over to visit him and he's got a little studio And he was playing his guitar, and so he sat down to take a break. And I had this incredibly strange, bizarre feeling that I simply needed to go sit down at that little keyboard he had up there. I've never really been a a musician, but it was just... It felt right, so I went over and sat down at it, and... um, my fingers began to play as as if I had played pretty much all my life. And this is the very first piece that I ever played. And Rick looked at me, and I looked at him, and I didn't know what to say. I was freaked out, it, what are you supposed to think when you all of a sudden sit down on a piano and you've never touched one, and your hands are moving at a, at a rapid pace and doing things that you've never, never even tried. We didn't know what to think, it was like eerie, intense, and at the same time, beautiful. I wasn't sure how to really explain it to my mom. I didn't know how to, re- where to start. So I asked her while we were having a cup of coffee if she would go with me to the, the music store that I would like to show her something. And we jumped in the car and headed over to the music store. We walked in and went over to one of the pianos with my mom. I sat down and I started playing and she started crying. And then the salesman came over and said, how long have you been playing? And I said, well, about five hours. And of course, he gave me the strangest look like, a, like I was pulling his chain. And my mom sat there crying. I, I, I played for maybe 10, 20 minutes for her. We got up and got in the car and it was a very quiet drive back to the house. A week, week or two goes by and I, I reached out to Dr. Daryl Trefford, whom was the advisor for the film Rain Man. I was diagnosed with um, acquired musical savant syndrome, which is immediate musical genius or immediate ability. My mind basically creates a pattern of black and white squares that almost go in like a ticker tape in a circle. So these black and white squares are my brain's musical notation. For some reason, those black and white squares tell my hands where to go. I don't capture all of them. There's there's absolutely no way to. They're going at a pace that is so intense that I, I can grab and display some of it, but certainly not all of it. The doctors refer to this as synesthesia. Those black and white squares dictate what I play. I have no control of what what comes next. I have no idea what those notes are going to be. So sometimes it's pop and sometimes it's rock and sometimes it's beethovenish. From my understanding, there's about 30 acquired savants on the planet and I am the only one to be an acquired musical savant from a brain injury. It's a bit intense when when doctors and the world start putting a title on you that, that is so profound and you know, just because you fall into the title of a savant doesn't mean you're the best piano player on the planet. They're, my skills are above average, maybe, but I've never known how to read music. I still don't get it. It just makes absolutely no sense. I, I can't even get a grasp where a C or a D or an E should be on the piano. I, I can hear the tone. I just can't. I can't show you where it is. I'm just able to to take what I'm seeing being produced in my mind and make some sense of it with my hands. People call me and say they wanted me to get involved with their charities. I go in and I do like um like a 40 or a 70 minute storyteller set. I I play a little, I talk, but the the work I get is sporadic. And when I get invited to to perform or speak or what have you. There's a price tag on everything we do in this lifetime. And I get overwhelmed and overstimulated, and sometimes I'm just exhausted, and I go into my little space where I feel okay, and that's usually in the studio. That's my comfort zone. You know, I get asked often what it would be like if, if I wake up tomorrow and if it's not here, and... and uh, when I sit down at the piano or, you know, it's always a surprise. So I I live in the moment, and I think I'm going to continue to live in the moment because that's what brings me joy. ¶¶ Yes, that happened. Big thanks to Derek for sharing the story. But Snap is please, 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 please do not try to reproduce this effect at home. You cannot. Some of the music for that story, including the song you just heard, was played by Derek Amato himself. If you want to hear more of Derek's music, we'll have links on our website, snapjudgment.org. Spectacular sound design for that story was by Snap Judgment's Pat Massini miller It was produced by Pat and Anna Sussman.